0: Live Vedanta, a podcast about simple living and high thinking. It's hard to believe, but we're starting season four of our podcast. On August 30th, 2018, we released the trailer for Live Vedanta. On September 2nd, 2018, we released our first full episode. Over the last three years, we have released more than 128 episodes, both full episodes and mini episodes. And This knowledge about the science of happiness has reached 102 countries. It's remarkable to see how this community continues to grow, continues to evolve. As we begin season four, we'll be continuing our ongoing Meditation in Life series. If you're joining the podcast for the very first time, just check out the show notes. We have a link to the very first episode of the Meditation in Life series where we're systematically understanding the process and practice of contemplation. In addition, we're thrilled to bring to life a new mini-series that will be interspersed amongst our Meditation in Life episodes. More on that soon. And finally, if you haven't already heard, our weekly virtual courses with Vivekji just kicked off last week, and there's still time you can register over the next couple of days. More details on these weekly courses in our show notes. Okay, season four, here we go. Despite having it all, why do we feel there's something missing? What change is needed in our life to go deeper in meditation? Ji has the answers. Let's tune in so we can start making the necessary changes.
1: Greetings from Niagara Falls. Listen carefully. A mind free of thoughts, merged within itself, beholds the essence of Tao. A mind filled with thoughts, identified with its own perceptions, beholds the mere forms of the world. This is the second verse of the Dao Di. It's spelt Ching, pronounced "chung by Lao Tzu. And this is very much in line with with what we've been exploring. As long as we are immersed in the forms and the names, the world is real and infinity is unreal. When we are able to go deeper than the mind, to light, then the world becomes unreal and infinity becomes real the deciding factor is thoughts. Our thoughts are taking us away from ourselves. How? When thoughts relate to the past, it's always about what I became. When thoughts are related to the future, it's always about what I'm going to become. Became and become are both ego. And when I let go of the reality of thoughts, whether that's the past, whether it's the thoughts itself, I start to be. I start to be silence. I start to be freedom. Our course is a high form of training, so high that you have to let go of your past, that you have to let go of your own thoughts. And what's amazing about this training is that really this is training in holding holding on to who you actually are, fundamentally are. In our last class, entitled The Other Shore of Samsara, we came to understand that projections cannot hurt us. When your image is projected onto a mirror, that can't hurt you. If you remember the Ramayana cereal that was made when Pagvan Rama was a kid, they used to have pails of water and the moon would be reflected in it. And Pagvan Rama would step in it or knock over that pill and he would start to cry. And all of the adults would look on sadistically, really. <laughs> Why were they laughing and smiling at that little kid crying? <laughs> but that knocking over of the pill does not hurt the moon. And when we understand this outside, when it comes to a mirror or to water, our thoughts are a projection and they cannot harm us. Once we understand and appreciate this, we start to feel more limitless, more free. And even if you don't understand and appreciate this, Projections and thoughts still cannot hurt us. This is a strength of truth. Whether you know fire burns or not, if you touch fire, it will burn you. Whether you know the thoughts that you think are yours are actually an, are not, whether you know that or not, those thoughts still cannot hurt your nature. We may as well know this to benefit by this. Chapter 32, Study Japa and Meditation. In Brihat Aranyaka Upanishad, Devi Maitreyi, a most wonderful seeker, is having a dialogue with her husband, also a most wonderful seeker. His name is? Rishi Yajna And she asks him, I have everything, yet don't feel like everything. You also have everything, yet you feel like everything. What is the difference between you and I? And he responds very simply, Atma Va Are Drashtavyaha. I am seeing the self. And here seeing is not with the eyes. I know the self. That is our difference. And he's awesome. He doesn't just leave her there. Sia. <laughs> he shares how to make up that difference. And very simply, Shrotavya, Mantavya, and Nidibyasitavya. By listening, reflecting, and contemplating you will start to know the self also. Is this new to anyone? None of this is new, no? So you're practicing all of this, yes? So you're coming to know the self? Okay. I'm going to share with you the essence of these words in a framework. We already know this, but to know this more, Shravana, Manana, and Nididhyasana are known as Antaranga Sadhana. Antaha Anga Sadhana. These are closer disciplines. It means inside the body, but everything is inside the body. Japa is also inside of the body. It simply means that which is closer. A way I want you to understand Shravana, Manana, and is reconciliation. Reconciliation is where the gap between two entities comes together. If I've said something to you that's harmed you, we have a dialogue, we reconcile that. I'm sorry, you forgive me. We come back together. Shravana reconciles any confusion we have about our path it provides clarity about the marga marga means path marga means guide when you study farm pharmacology when you study economics when you study telecommunications when you study computer science Clarity of the marga, clarity of the path to peace does not come about. But you know that you're engaged in listening. When what you've listened to, you start to feel, this is the message. This is the message that I've been waiting for. This is the message for my life. Then you know Shavana is complete. Manana clarifies any doubts when it comes to chetana. Chetana means understanding. We sometimes have samshaya. We have doubts in our understanding. This should evolve to nishchaya. How? Through manana. When you start to reflect on the message, you start to feel the message is real. If you never reflect on any of the scriptures, this is the message, but the message is not real. You believe it, yet you don't have faith in it. And the indicator of lack of faith is you don't follow it. Yes? You don't follow it because you don't have faith in it. You don't have faith in it because you've not reflected upon it. So clarity of marga, this is the path. Clarity of chetana and understanding of the path. And finally, nididhyasana offers clarity towards bhavana. Right now we're struggling with viparita bhavana. Bhavana means notions or identification. Viparita bhavana means wrong notions, false identifications. And when you engage in nididhyasana, you reconcile that. You start to tune into the right notions, right identifications. You start to feel the message is real and is personal. That's when Shavana, Manana and Nidhihiasana is complete. The message, Shavana, is real, Manana, and personal. This is about me. You stop living your life in reference to others, comparing, feeling insecure, and so on. This is what Rishi Yajnavalkya is telling Devi Maitre. And in another Upanishad, which I've shared with you, you've often heard the words in Vedanta, Priya, Moda and "promoda. Priya is the joy you feel when you think of that which you like. What is the best ice cream company in the world? Share with me in the chat room. What is the best ice cream company in the world? I know, I'm a professional ice cream taster. <laughs> A lot of Viparita bhavana is being <laughs> shared in the chat room right now. Wrong notions, wrong identifications. It is Jenny's, which originated in Columbus, Ohio. When you think of, and they have a paneer flavored ice cream also. When you think of Jenny's, a smile comes to your face. Okay, that's Priya. Moda is when you're actually in the ice cream store and you can see all the flavors. See, now it's not about thinking, but it's about seeing. It's closer to you now, no? And pramoda then is when it's in your mouth and it's flowing into your throat and stomach. Now it's one with you. Now you get it when it comes to ice cream. Do you really think I'm gonna leave it at that? (laughs) Haven't you understood anything about me for two years? Shravana is Priya. Manana is Moda. And Nididhyasana is Pramoda. When you listen to the glories of Bhagavan, that is Priya. Anyone in our Vedanta and Bhagavata class, I hope you experience that. Priya, Moda. When you start to make connections between Bhagavan and yourself, you smile more then. And when you begin to experience the self is real, the self is you, that's Pramoda. Rishi Yajnavalkya is telling Devi Maitri, you have everything outside and you think that happiness is coming from outside which is why you don't feel everything inside. But once you start to tune into everything outside is not real, is not lasting. You start to tune into your inner world, your inner self, and you come to experience, experience priya moda pramoda. There's no need for Jenny's ice cream then. If it's there, bonus. And if it's not there, all fine can you be like that with every article every circumstance every being that's the aspiration okay let me give you another kata to make this clear because you know all of this already nothing in these remaining chapters is new to you so i'm adding more kata to bring light to this understanding. Devi Devahuti. She is the wife of Rishi Kardama. She is the mother of Rishi Kapila. She approaches her son, and her son is solid. Though not claimed to be born enlightened, he uh, never went through the externalities of needing to be free. The way Swami Tejumayananda shared this. He never needed to go through the ritual of becoming a sannyasi. He was already free. And his mother tells him, and remember these two lines, they're too powerful. She says, nirvinna nitaram. What does nitaram mean? Always. Nirvinna means tired. I am always tired. Sounds like you, no? (laughs) Isn't it true? We practice contemplation once a week for 30 minutes, that too at 8 o'clock Eastern time. It's not even so late, but always tired. And don't think it's physical fatigue. None of us are so athletic that, oh, I ran two hours today, so my, my muscles ache. You know why that fatigue is there? And then she says, Asat, Indriya Tarshana. Because my senses keep lying to me. Asat means lie. Asat means they are inefficient in providing me peace. Devahuti is telling this to her, Devi Devahuti is telling this to her son. These lines are so indicative of us. We're tired of looking at screens. We're tired of washing dishes. We're tired of complaining. We're tired of being tired. Yes? <laughs> if you're not, then <laughs> I think class is over, <laughs> over then. <laughs> she shares this with Rishi Kapila, and then he naturally teaches her everything that we've been studying, everything that Rishi Yagnavalkya tells Rishi Devi Maitri. And I'll complete that thought with... An amazing prayer from Goswami Tulsidaschi from Vinaya Patrika. He says, I am a fish. Try to pay attention to this comparison. I'm a fish and I want to get out of the water. The water is living a life of pleasure, possession, position. I want to get out of it, but I'm anxious. Every fish would be anxious to come out of the water, right? So that fish can't do it itself. I cannot do this myself. But Bhagavan, God, you are a prince. And the reference is back in the day. A prince would be a kshatriya. So a kshatriya would be trained in self-defense as well as hunting, yes? So you know how to catch me you take me out of this water because I can't do it myself. What an incredible way to think about surrender. What an incredible way to be honest about how dependent we are. This chapter is emphasizing swadhyaya, japa, and dhyana in that order swadhyaya japa dhyana and if you read the prayer from yoga vashishta after dhyana what should you do (laughs) repeat (laughs) for best results if you don't want dandruff dandruff rinse and repeat correct follow up with (laughs) washable conditioner after that leave-in conditioner and on and on and on but that's for best results See what happens with us after you engage in your sadhana in the morning and i know you do you read you write you reflect you engage in swadhyaya japa dhyana then closure puja room closed cash open puja room closed stock markets we don't know if they're going to remain open but are supposed to be open yes see how there's closure to that experience of Priya moda pramoda, we go from Shravana Manana Nidhyasana to Jennis. Yes. There's closure when this chapter is saying there cannot be closure. There must not be closure. Why would you put a closure on your, your experience of joy? That's what causes us tiredness. We close down that bhava the bhava of being a a seeker, being a shishya. Yesterday I was sharing with all of our devis in our workshop. In satsang, all of our devis are super students. You know, when I reference Lord Datatre and Srimad Bhagavatam, yes, the wind is our teacher. Acharya Shankara, the moth is our teacher. But then I bring up Batman Begins. Such an overtly inspiring movie, Pfft, DC Comics, American cinema. See how there's closure all of a sudden? Only if there's some script words, then I'll learn. If they're English words, I'm not into it. So many of us are like that. See the subtlety of that closure, and then you get tired. One way you know that you're engaged in this repeat, 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 is you're just less tired. Physically is one sense, but more so mentally. When you mentally are not tired, which we call enthusiasm, your titiksha is so grand. People can swear at you and you smile. People can spit at you and you can smile. When that enthusiasm is not there, someone smiles at you, hey, what do you want from me? No respect, total suspecting of that person, no? Swami Chinmayananda shares that we should all be engaged in vana Some of you factually because of your age. <laughs> Everyone else metaphysically because of your sense of seeking. So now... You must have heard this from me a hundred times. What are the two transitions or shifts that you have to make to become someone who's engaged in vanaprastha? Tell me in the chat room. I even simplified them so there's alliteration. Bhagavan, I am your fish. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surrounded by students who I teach for several thousands of hours. Please encourage them to get this answer right. Non-indulgence and non-interference. That's how you make the transition to being someone who's a vanaprastha, non-indulgence and non-interference. So now think about this. At a technical level, you become a vanaprastha, someone who's retired from depending on the world when you turn 60 or you see the face of your first grandchild, whichever one comes sooner, not later, okay? (laughs) Just like Warranties, they always put in those conditions. Whatever comes sooner, not later. 60 or first grandchild. A vanaprastha is someone whose mind is in the forest, but hands are in the market. None of us are strong enough or smart enough to live in the forest. Not possible. But your mind can live there. Your body can still live with central heating and hot water etc. But your mind, non-indulgence, this essentially is known as simple living. Yes, we've all been exposed to that. And non-interference. So here, I'll add a detail here for you. Because you want me to say high thinking, correct? Simple living, high thinking. But that's just another poetic statement we, we frame in our house. Here's what non-interference feels like you stop feeling that you're a teacher so many of us feel that we should be teaching the world principles no this is how my manager should be acting this is how my spouse should be acting this is how my kids should be raising their kids we have this agenda to treat teach the whole world principles that we are the controller No. Controller, doer, it's all the same. But if your mind is shifting to the forest, this forest naturally means towards the uh, introvert life, and not extrovert life, then you don't have this chip that I'm a controller, that I'm a teacher. You let go more. You accept more. You go with the flow more. In a very micro example. Today, I must have invested an hour and a half to try to get Vyasa to nap. And I lost. So I went into Mona. <laughs> Whenever I lose with Vyasa, I go into Mona. <laughs> so he was down here and he was climbing on that table and playing near the window. And I was focused on planning, you know, six months of camps and changes with all of the world conditions. And he could have fallen, and I was doing the calculation in my head. If he falls, he's going to land on this, and he's going to break this, but he won't break. I should let it happen. And I did. In my, I made that calculation and continued with my work, and I was able to focus. Otherwise, I would have been looking back there the whole time. Correct? I, wouldn't have, I didn't let go, so I'm neither there nor here. That if he falls, he's going to hurt himself, but not so serious. He'll learn from that. Now extrapolate and expand that to more and more facets of your life. Last thought. So many people share, whether you like it or not, that you should listen to Bhagavan Krishna and live like Bhagavan Rama. Yes, Bhagavan Krishna lived in the kingdom a lot. Bhagavan Rama lived outside of the kingdom a lot. And the idea here is, <coughs> that I know. you should follow Bhagavan Krishna's teachings because the Bhagavad Gita is so overt, so specific, and see how Bhagavan Rama endured, endured so much of challenges, non-indulgence, non-interference, okay? Reflect on that a lot so that that's clear to you.
0: If you enjoyed what you heard or want to learn more, share this episode with a friend or find us online at facebook.com slash cmniagara. For those on the journey of self-development, Chinmaya Mission Niagara provides a community forum for seekers to listen, reflect, and contemplate. This podcast is produced by the Young Adults of Chinmaya Mission, an international nonprofit working to transform individuals through the knowledge of Vedanta. Until next time, inspire, love, be.